1: How's that for a quick intro? Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 222 of the All Dolphins Podcast on this Wednesday, February 14th.
2: It's Valentine's Day. I
1: have to do this one more time. I have to do this. Come it's on. the
2: biggest scam of, of all days in the American calendar. Valentine's Day, one-sided holiday, fake love. Um, but it is my son's birthday. Happy birthday, Taylor Kelly. Uh, he turns, Taylor. turns 22 old man,
1: old man. Yes, yes, which, which tells you, tells us something about Omar's age. No, we're not going there, <laughs> we're definitely not going there with the age. Uh, so, history lesson time. I like this when we get to like the very recent uh, 22. That's that's uh, first the arrival of Mike McDaniel as head coach, Hyde in February. Uh, after his time with the San Francisco 49ers. It also was the offseason that brought Tyreek Hill in a trade from the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, on, you're
2: glossing over the arrival of Mike McDaniel.
1: I just said that.
2: Skirting through the courtship of Sean Payton, where he basically well, had go holding pattern for, what was it, 10 days? Before we, you know basically were told that new orleans was not going to let him out of his contract and then dolphins got pow pow for tampering uh for the courtship of not just sean payton but tom brady mm-hmm. and that marriage didn't work out and then subsequently the miami Dolphins said you know what we're gonna go with this young green unproven whippersnapper who even though there were eight head coach openings out there, we're the only team that interviewed him and he's going to be one for one of head coach interviews, getting the very first and only job that he interviewed for.
1: Damn. Uh, he, <laughs> what, what is the damn uh, for? No, no. I mean, like, I, I, you a pretty, you presented it that way. It's interesting. Um, yeah, as it turns out, yes, the Saints had declined, refused the Dolphins' permission to interview Sean Payton. And they
2: did it behind their back anyway. <laughs>
1: uh, something like that, I guess. <laughs> I yeah. I like that. Um, but again, and and as with the trade for Tyreek Hill, which pretty big. And... Full disclosure, I actually, it, it happened during spring break. I was on. This is gonna come as a surprise to you, Omar. Disney I was, World. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> With the fam, when it went down, and I'm trying to remember if I had, for some reason, if I had my iPod with me or my iPad with me, or I wrote the story on my phone or something like that. But I had, um, I had to write the story while on our Disney World vacation because Were of all the line kind for like. Of-
2: uh, whatever mountain. I don't even know Disney World because I haven't been in Flash it.
1: Mountain or Space Mountain.
2: I couldn't tell you. And the funny thing is I'm going to Orlando this weekend, and I'm not going to Disney World. Um, my daughter's too young for that. I don't want to subject myself to it. And then the Disney World prices, it's like, what is it, 200 bucks to get
1: in a park? No, 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 no. It's not 200 bucks. No, 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 no. no. No, my okay. wife takes care of the arrangements when we go. She just Our, doesn't tell you
2: the real price.
1: <laughs> no, but I, I can I can see what they are. That's like a hundred and twenty something, I think, for Florida residents per day. But you can always get packages for like three or four days where it becomes a little more reasonable. But it's no, it's not cheap. Uh, and you're probably right, Mila, being too probably wouldn't enjoy it to its fullest. And
2: yeah, I'm I'm yeah. gonna wait. And she, she, we're going there for my brother's 50th birthday. Happy birthday to Douglas Kelly. Um, he's vice president of legal affairs for AAA, um, big time lawyer in Orlando. Um, and uh, so looking forward to celebrating his 50th there. I, I my date is going to be a three year old toddler. Yes. Um,
1: nothing wrong with that. works.
2: Family affair. But happy um, Valentine's Day to everybody. We, we, we still haven't finished uh, the season. Correct, 2022. Um, the reset of the reset.
1: See? You yes. see how I did that right there? Yes, you like very that? Good. Very good. The adjustment in the middle of the reset. Yes. Out with Brian Flores, in with Mike McDaniel, in with Tyreek Hill, um, which came at a cost. FM picks
2: mentality, which there you go. a new approach.
1: There you go. And 3-0 and start to the season. Then came the concussion issues with Tua. Starting with that Thursday night game at Cincinnati. Hey, 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 you're
2: glossing over the fact that he's the hottest quarterback in the NFL when he was playing.
1: Except he wasn't. He had what? He had the monster game in week two at Baltimore. I will grant you that the Dolphins won week three against Buffalo because the Bills kept leaving points on the on the field. And he the still Dolphins, did it, didn't he? Okay. No, he 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 didn't. <laughs> he and the team did with him starting quarterback when he had. Basically, one big play in the game it was a, a long pass to Jalen Waddell that set up the game-winning touchdown. But this was a game again, Dolphins got out of game 497 to 212. Yes, I remember the numbers off the top of my head because it's so mind-blowing. Um, and they were, they were squeaked out a 21-19 win. Then came the the concussion issues. Dolphins wound up dropping to three and three. And again, because this needs mentioning and it wasn't strictly that Tua was out, it was also that they had a mid-game quarterback change the other two games they lost after Tua left, which were against the New York Jets and the Minnesota Vikings. Because people immediately just go, Dolphins can't win without Tua. Again, there were factors that defense did not create a single takeaway in any of those games that the Dolphins lost without Tua. So it wasn't as simple as Tua out, Dolphins lose. Anyway, Tua came back in a Sunday night game against the Steelers. Did not look good in the least dolphins. Managed to squeak out a 16 10 win. I want to say the score was. Um basically because they 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 had three picks and the Steelers kept dropping their potential interceptions. That was the difference in the game. Dolphins then ran off four more wins, got to eight and three, and then they were balling. And then Tua was in the, in the MVP conversation again because because he started playing really, really, really there he was playing, he was really balling. But then came December, San Francisco, the Chargers, Buffalo, Green Bay, four straight losses, eight and seven. Teddy Bridgewater starts against New England. Again, another mid-game quarterback change. The Dolphins lose. They squeak by the ugliness of the regular season finale against the Jets with Skyler Thompson at quarterback. Mind you, the only game without Tua where there was no mid-game quarterback change. And lo and behold, the Dolphins won that game. Oh, come on. Pure coincidence, I'm sure.
2: 11 and 6 win. It was a. They backed. No, they, into no, the no, playoffs.
1: no, no. That's 2022 I'm talking about.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. 11 and 6. 11 and 6 win. They weren't 11 them. and 6. They were 9 and 8. No, I'm saying the re- the score was 11 and 6. Oh, 11 it was 11 six. to 6, correct. But. They backed into the playoffs. Then they got. Is- they, then they put a spirited effort together late, but they lost, and it was a disappointment of a season. But ultimately, It was the third of four consecutive winning seasons for the franchise. And that's a step in the right direction for a franchise that's been mediocre for the last two decades.
1: Sure. Sure. And they almost won the playoff game at Buffalo because the defense came up with three takeaways. And they also got a 50-yard punt return by Cedric Wilson, Um, which goes to show that all-around team when we're talking one loss. i mean it
2: is always an all-around team but then okay, when, when we're talking about why the team doesn't advance or doesn't win it always comes back to a certain individual and it is all about team but we let's move no, the that's, page.
1: A, that's a different conversation um and by the way uh you can find on alldolphins.com go ahead on Mark, that's your queue Give me give me a second, you've got me unprepared. There you go. I I I wrote something that I want people to to read.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: didn't even I did not even come up with a verdict. Mm-hmm. My I posed a question as to whether the Tyreek Hill trade, which was again two years ago, so that's why I'm bringing it up now. Um uh, by the Dolphins really was a win-win. We know it was a win for Kansas City because it gave them the cap flexibility and the draft picks. They Are won the you Super Bowl.
2: saying it wasn't a win for the Dolphins.
1: That's a, I am I am posing the question. I don't know. I don't think it's a slam dunk that you think it is. I and and as I said, one of the lines, one of the lines in my in my in my analysis piece, it is fair to wonder whether that was a slam dunk win for the what?
2: Dolphins.
1: Yes, yes. You have
2: a top ten offensive player. Yes. On your team, yes. the guy who helps deliver the number one offense in the NFL, yep. and you think this is a bad thing?
1: Game. I didn't say, and, it
2: was a bad and you know Chris Chris's draft history, which means you could be pissing away those draft picks. And you yep. really, really want to say that Tyreek isn't a slam dunk or as a, as a win question? for the
1: Dolphins? I absolutely will not say with a slam dunk. Hear me out what was their record the two years prior to Tyreek? Nine and eight forever. Hold on. hold on, no, no, hold on. Ten and six and nine and eight with Tyreek. Eleven and six and nine and eight. It's the same record, except for the fact they play one more game in 2020. It's, it's it's personnel.
2: It's not just the Tyreek. Tyreek is literally the only reason that this franchise is relevant.
1: Like, it, and in fact, that, that word right there, relevant, is a part of my analysis piece. But are we are we putting a team together to be relevant, or are we putting a team to win the playoffs? There's still no, no you, playoffs. You need to say
2: who who, who is doing. What? Who, Whose agenda is this? Is this you be really be specific?
1: In the initial SR, that's... that's. that's oh, that's totally
2: re- relevant. It's totally relevant.
1: Co- correct. Yeah, totally well, relevant. No, it's SR who wants to be relevant. Yes, uh, absolutely. But here's mean, the again, here's the thing. They, only one team wins a championship.
2: Sorry? Only one team wins a championship per year. And usually that team has an elite quarterback or an elite defense and elite running game.
1: Correct. But here's here's my question, though. And, and thinking back to that, now that they've done this for two years in a row, like, caught everybody's attention through... One
2: of the NFL, hottest teams in the NFL.
1: Through November, correct. And and this year was even more so because they had that crazy game against Denver. In 2022, it was the crazy game at Baltimore.
2: TV, but, TV networks love them. Love. So
1: I understand that. But at what point... Like, for example, they, they they could start off 10 and 0 next year. What's the narrative going to be? Wait how are they going to finish in
2: December? Yeah. All
1: right. Uh, and so now how long do they stay relevant without any sort of December, January success?
2: I don't know. When, it, when we get there, we'll get there.
1: But isn't I, that, is that not a legitimate question?
2: it's a legitimate question i'm not i'm not living in december i'm i'm living in this off season and they got a whole lot of work to do before to build a roster and i'm i'm not worried about december when they can barely balance their books in march like i I,
1: i agree with you but it's almost to me it's almost like
2: okay you'd be five wins if you didn't have tariq
1: but you didn't have Tyreek, and you won. You won ten and eight, nine games the two years before.
2: Oh, that. totally different. Uh, mm, very. Uh, mm. uh-uh, uh-uh,
1: uh-uh. That's. I don't know. We'll, um, uh, we'll that,
2: see. I guess- uh, if Tyreek wasn't here, if Tyreek wasn't here, Cedric Wilson would be your your number two wide receiver. And I'm 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 sorry that that's not winning anything. Yeah, there there's so many changes to your roster made o- over the years. It's hard to sit here and say that, oh, Tyreek. Are they better or worse without Tyreek? Like, I'm sorry, nobody's losing when they have a top ten player. Nobody's losing in in the in the in the equation if they end up with a top ten player. And yes, the Chiefs have won two championships without Tyreek. But I'm sorry, they got a Hall of Fame head coach, a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame tight end, Hall of Fame defensive lineman. Great defensive coordinator. There's a lot there. There's a lot there.
1: I No, I don't disagree with that. But here's another point because you mentioned, okay, so Cedric Wilson your number two wide receiver if they don't make the trade. Correct. They also have – they retain all that cap space that they – That hold on. Before
2: you shake your head and go like this, can let me – You act like they would do anything with that cap space. Oh, hold okay, hold on. You act like they would do anything wise with that cap space. Let me correct my statement.
1: Okay, hold on here's another point that i bring up do we not agree and acknowledge that part of their issues right now and getting further is the style of play is not conducive necessarily to to long conference
2: but playoff football
1: okay is it not possible except for the
2: 49ers play the same style play they just do it differently
1: they have a little bit more physicality but you're not you're not totally wrong but they're, they're they have a little bit more physicality. Is okay, it possible
2: physicality?
1: Is it possible that once they made the trade for Tyreek with all the commitments and draft capital and cap space that they kind of locked themselves into playing that basically track meet type of football? No, and,
2: I think Mike McDaniel just became obsessed with it because he had two track meet type players and then he added a third. Three track meet type players, including Raheem Mostert, and then he added a fourth. In Devon A. I think he fell in love with it, became obsessed with it. It's delivered the number one offense. I, I like, and I said this in in, in my conversations with Chris Perkins yesterday. I did a perk show. Don't
1: promote um, another podcast on here. It's, it's, all, it's all
2: about podcast love brothers we, we we, and, and 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 we're
1: gonna we're gonna
2: have we're gonna Here have we go. Here go,
1: we're go. we gonna
2: have an epic podcast later today for people on thursday then we're gonna do it some more we're bringing podcasts together we're to, to give your podcast love one day i'm gonna be able to make hearts
1: um and then we found out yesterday it's not the background Apparently, it's a Mac thing. So see, now it's not doing it. It's a, I got a Mac. What the hell? I don't know. Curtis. See, now I'm deciding not to do it. Because you're not doing your heart right. You're not creating your little thing. Stop, it. It. Stop it.
2: It. Um, There we go. Hey, uh, here, Here's the thing. Um, I was saying this to Perk. I, I can't sit here and tell you that it's the style. But I will say I'd love for them to add more physicality to their team. Go get there, Kenry. Sorry, give him seven million a year. Give him a two year, fourteen million dollar deal. Half of it guaranteed. A beat I, he's not gonna make nine million, eight million out there. He's gonna make what what Cook made. And add him to your team. I understand that that challenges Raheem. I love what, what's that face for?
1: What is that face for? That he's not getting more than, than Dalma Cook. He's a better player than Dalma Cook at this stage. Yeah, yeah, but
2: he's also in the 2,000 carry club. Do you know what happens to backs who've had two thousand carries?
1: Frank Gore, baby.
2: Frank Gore. Wow, you're gonna throw Frank Gore in my face. Okay. All right. All right. I see what you did there. No, all right. I I will back down. But are we
1: really putting are we
2: really putting Derek Henry? Frank Gore lasted as long as he did because Frank Gore had lamp's vision and he never took a direct hit. How many direct hits did Derek, has Derek Henry taken? How many direct hits has he given throughout his career? Yeah probably like 1200 of the of that 2000 carries so it's a di- it's a different ball game you 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 threw me a monkey wrench but it's a different frank gore might have taken 300 direct hits because he was so good at wiggling out of out of contact but mm-hmm. you know hey i'm it's not about the back it's about the changing of styles and identities and you get Derek Henry. You bring that sledgehammer; it changes who te- how teams view you. So, anyway,
1: um, uh, anyway, I I will maintain my point, uh, and I encourage everybody to check it out, read uh, it. But it's crazy. It's crazy. People talk. Why don't, but, why don't
2: what, yeah, what do you expect from that it. guy over there? That the, that that guy right there? Crazy people talk. The trade might it. not be a good trade. Read it and and decided. And oh. you're going to be restructuring Tyreek this offseason, making him the highest paid receiver in the NFL. So you better kiss him and make up and and tell him
1: how great he is. That that's just me. I don't need to do that. The Dolphins need to do that. I don't need to do that. And it's nothing. It's nothing personal. And shockingly enough, I'm sure this is going to surprise a lot of Dolphin fans. I am all about the best interests of this franchise. I am oh, not attached. I am not at-
2: Sorry. I said, benefit your bottom dollar.
1: Ding, 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 ding. Johnny Olson, tell him what he's won. Uh, <laughs> I'm not attached to any player, any individual in the organization. Um, you can't
2: name me a better player that you could have traded for that's not a quarterback. Sorry, name one.
1: Nope. Oh, I, I I disagree again. You can probably was,
2: on Donald right now if you
1: want to. Well, he, yeah, but that's two more years down the road, and he's more—he's on the back nine. He's playing the fifteenth hole. Um, <laughs> no, like, Christian McCaffrey. You can make an, an argument for Christian McCaffrey. I mean, oh McCaffrey, come on, I'm picking like, Tyreek. I, Christian McCaffrey was given an entire sale by Carolina, that. huh? I understand what Tyreek does and who he is, and I'm the one who's been championing him. Like I'm the one who said. That's he was why I think you're him. being
2: disrespectful.
1: How am I being disrespectful? Why is it that I am bringing up something to make people think again? As great as, wonderful as, fantastic as Tyreek Hill has been for the Dolphins, and I, you know what? I just realized I forgot to mention something in my analysis piece, which was bad. Alan, bad. Alan, I'm going to have to go back. And, and adjust it. His style of play is also not conducive to lasting. And what? guess, hold on. He's, he's completely strong. Has he not dealt with lower leg issues at the end of each season, of his two seasons? Two seasons
2: of seven years.
1: But they're, they're his two seasons with the Dolphins.
2: Okay. And. He got banged rest. in the knee.
1: What do you want him to do? Again, with the high volume of targets he's gonna get. Okay, that's bound to happen. And again, I don't think it's crazy. And again, to me, the bottom line is as marvelous as he's been. Sorry? It's crazy. Okay. Uh bottom line, last two last two years without him, ten and six, nine and eight, two years with him, nine and eight, and eleven and six. And 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 I could it's say
2: crazy. anyway. No, 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 no. Because no, doesn't, doesn't doesn't help the argument. It's it's a complete team evolution. The, the team during Brian Flores is a completely different team than the team with Mike McDaniel. Um If maybe if Brian Flores was still here and we were still doing what we were doing there, it would have taken a downward swing. I eh, I can't really sit here and say. Oh, you're not that much better without Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is a top 10 player. You cannot name me 10 players better than him in the NFL. And he he was literally on pace for 2,000 yards, about to set an NFL record. No
1: argument
2: there? He made you the number one offense, him. You know, I can't even sit there and say it's Tua. Yeah, I said it. Whoa.
1: Uh, Oh, no, no, no. Come on. That deserves. Yes. So – how
2: could he not be, a, you know, I don't even know the draft picks that were given up, but I don't care because they don't draft very well. So it One, doesn't eight, make a
1: difference. What is it? One, two, four, four, and six. It's whatever. No, well, no, it, it, it wasn't great. And I said that at the time, in, in terms of draft pick comp- compensation, no issue there. Um, but again. Like,
2: for the Dolphins, that's like the equivalent of two starters
1: facts are the facts and did i not hear at the end of the 2021 season how hor- horrible uh because i'm going to keep keep it pg because that's not the word that we it was more like horse manure the offense was which was what was keeping Tua down and yet with that horrible offense with nothing around around QB1 the dolphins still won
2: 9-8 that we're talking about 2022 they went 11 and in- six this year so step in the right direction despite belly flopping the final three games of the season which which i'm not even going to mention why
1: and they were were 10 and 6 in 2020
2: okay all right let's move on to what we're 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 here to talk about because i I don't want to check it out
1: out. i ask everyone please check it out and read it before you comment either on twitter or here and you know they're
2: not going to do that
1: I, I know, because that's what I thats what I always love is, is the, the comments of, like, you're, you're crazy, it's stupid, and they present this argument, which is something I literally wrote. So, anyway, read it, and then feel free to blast me.
2: There's also on alldolphins.com a story about the hiring of a 40 former Seattle Seahawks player slash coach who's joining the secondary um, to address. Did you realize a lot of these coaches in the secondary have – I mean, coaches in the defense have been swapped out?
1: Oh I yeah, yeah. yeah. And the only I... one left, I believe, is Austin Clark.
2: Yeah, I'm like,
1: mm, that's interesting.
2: Um, but anyway, no,
1: Ryan, sorry, Ryan Slowick also.
2: Yes. Let Let's get into what we're here to do, which is on Valentine's Day. You see the red, an expression of love for your beloved franchise. Um, we're both going to give you a list of five reasons that you should love the Dolphins. Dolphins organizations, Dolphins 2023 team. And would you like me to start or oh, are yes, doing... all
1: all I'm, I, didn't, I haven't done my homework and all I'm going to say is what Omar said, what Omar said, what Omar said.
2: Okay. Let me start with my number five reason why I think you
1: should.
2: Backwards. Yes, I'm going backwards. I'm doing it fancy style. Okay. Number five reason why you should love the Miami Dolphins. Tua Valoa can be special. He's shown you that on a collegiate level. He's shown you that in his early period of his NFL career. um, Top passer rating in 2022. Passing, you know, top yardage producer in 2023. Set and broken a ton of Dolphins records. Held by the great Dan Marino. We know how productive Dan Marino is. Yes, this is a different era of football. Tua can be special. Now, accuracy, precision passing, pocket presence. Can he be clutch? No, um, jury's still out. We we will figure that out. Can he be an elite quarterback that leads you to championships? We will st- we're will. we still figuring that out. But I think one of the five reasons is you're not dealing with just a guy, a quarterback. This isn't Ryan Tannehill. Um. Now, the question is, can he continue to improve and ascend and be in 2024, which is my expectation, a clear top five quarterback? which, you know, won't be easy, but that's the goal. Um, My number four reason why you should love the Miami Dolphins is heading in, particularly heading into 2024. They should have a top five offense um, in 2024, no matter what they do, because obviously they got to patch up the offensive line. They got to probably add a slot receiver, actually a good one. um, And they got to figure out a way to become a more physical team. But, You had the number six offense in 2022. You had the number one offense in 2023. Hopefully, if two is here, healthy, available, if the offensive line can protect um, and has a little bit of consistency to them, you should deliver another top five offense. Uh, My number three reason why you should love the Miami Dolphins and love the situation that you're in is because, one, you live in South Florida or your team is in South Florida. And as a team that's in South Florida, one, players are lining up to come play for the Miami Dolphins if the money is right. Agents beg for the Miami Dolphins to be in the bidding and in the conversation and to draw interest on their clients because they know that that raises the price because Steve Ross is a big bidder or has the reputation as a big bidder. You got the in no in state taxes. You're one of, I believe, four teams without in state taxes. And no, not four. It's got to be five. Seattle. Tex the the Texas teams, and then Vegas, Vegas. Oh, Vegas too. Oh, okay. So six. How many two three in state seven. So seven teams.
1: Oh, because the three Florida, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. We got three in here.
1: Um, I forget about the Bucks and the Jaguars sometimes. Yeah,
2: and when you having covered the NFL for sixteen years, as I've done, I have realized that generally about 40% of the league lives here in South Florida in the offseason. And about 60% of the league lives in Florida in totality, Tampa area, Jacksonville area, just because great training, great lifestyle. So to have a team here, a number of times you end up with the players just because they don't want to relocate during the season and their kids are old enough and they're in school and they want to play play here. Um, they want to play where where it's home. So that's another one reason um, it's, it's always led to success for this franchise generally. Uh, now, some people do want to come here for the lifestyle, and that's a little bit tricky and a little bit dangerous. But my number two reason um, that you should love this franchise is because despite what you want to believe, this organization from top down, they're about selling hope. And they're very good at it. They're masters of selling hope. And to sell you hope, to sell you hope, they have to deliver you a big ticket item, a big free agent. It's not going to be a re-signing Christian Wilkins. It's not going to be a Tua Tungvaluwa. It's going to be a Jalen Ramsey. It's going to be a Vic Fangio. Do I know what that hope is at this present moment? I do not. But I know that Steve Ross has a mandate if I'm gonna spend a hundred million dollars just to get us to the point where we can actually spend some money, when I say spend a hundred million dollars, I'm saying the checks that he's gonna to have to write just to clear off another credit card for Steve for, for Chris Greer to go spend. Um, he's gonna want a big ticket item, whether it be Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, um, you, you the linebacker from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know, right. I, Yeah, I don't definitely want. I don't know who it's going to be, but knowing this franchise, knowing how they operate and knowing who Steve Ross is, he wants himself a whale. Um, And that's what he needs to sell hope. And the number one reason for me, why you should love this franchise or have an appreciation for it is because Steve Ross is the owner and he loves to spend and, or he believes that free agency, and he has never, she has never cut a corner when it came to putting this franchise together. He has never spared an expense. And there are a lot of franchises who cannot say the same thing. And that's just the reality of it. And you got to appreciate that and, and learn to not take it for granted because we got franchises in this in this state that certainly do not operate that way. That's my my top five list.
1: Okay, um, okay. Mine mine is more like, like jumbo jumbo. Again, I didn't do my homework. Shame on shame shame on Alan. Um
2: You got a big tennis match today. You better go take care of business. Okay? I do,
1: but, but I wrote it down. And you came up with two of two things that I did have on my list. Number one is the fact that Dolphins will always be an appealing destination for free agents, um, and the number one reason there's no state income tax. And the weather is is a lot more ideal than being in a blizzard. In I, I
2: said this. I said this on the Joe Rogan show, and it caught me a ton of criticism because people think that players are chasing rings and are obsessed with rings and championships. And I'm like, players care about money. That's it. The-
1: and and again, it's not a blanket statement. It's not a hundred percent of the players, but the vast majority of the players. That's going to be the number one key in their free agency decision that I, I completely agree with you and then there'll be some like so let's say 80 percent, if not more will be about the money 10 percent might be about the best fit for them for playing time for opportunity and then you'll have another segment will be where they think they can win a ring and then you'll have another very small slice they want to go back home or play for somebody or with somebody um but overwhelmingly yeah it's about chasing the money and Nothing wrong with that. Um, well, that was number one. Number two, and, and I combined it as well with the fact that the Dolphins have an owner who is not afraid to, like, show me the money. I mean, Stephen Ross is not afraid to show me the money. Say whatever you want about him, but some of the decisions he's made. You can never accuse this guy of, like, well, he's not spending, so that's why the Dolphins are like, no. Uh-uh.
2: Like, and- tell, tell me the time that he is scrimped or spared an expense or not done it or – you know said you know uh, eh, I don't think it's worth it no if they tell him that that's what they want to do he's like all right how much do I need to write like and
1: that first example first example being Nick Saban saying we need an indoor practice facility boom let's build one right next to Nova Southeastern voila no problem
2: a property they don't own correct they lease
1: uh, correct and now and now he built another one at uh the Baptist Health Training Complex in Miami Gardens, which is completely outrageous. I mean, it's.
2: Yeah. I mean, everything is first class over there. Oh, it's, correct. it's it's state of the art. Even hell, the view, just everything, everything about like, I and I say this, I think I've said this on Twitter and, and I really want to put like, do you realize that there are gardeners there every single day? Mm-hmm. Have you ever, have you ever like paid attention to that? that I have and I'm
1: jealous actually.
2: Yeah. Like literally. There are gardeners that work at the facility every single day. It's not like they come once a week and tend to the garden or tend to the yard. No, it's gardeners there every single day. Yep. That's first class.
1: Okay. My number three on my list. And again, I, I, I'm not like Omar, who was very well organized. It's not necessarily in, in a specific order. But I also have, here's one thing I'm going to mention home field advantage. Okay. Uh, the Dolphins will always, always succeed more often than not in early season home games up, up until the, the halfway point of the season. And I don't know, you have to have lived in South Florida for a certain period of time to appreciate what it's like to being out in the open sun, as opposed to being in the shade. And if you don't think that makes a big difference in a football game, I, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Yeah. And then, and the dolphins. stadium
2: is strategically designed to shade the Dolphins and roast the opponent at 1 o'clock.
1: I mean, it's it's crazy. And I, and I, I know Dolphin fans are very big on on on, on pushing back at, at Bills fans who complain about it, and they go back, well, what about playing in the snow in Buffalo? The difference is you play in the snow in Buffalo, the conditions that night are the same for both teams. There's no difference. And whereas in Miami in September, when that sun's beating down, I mean, it's – it's unfair.
2: It truly is. I mean,
1: oh, my God. I'm actually – I'm I'm semi-surprised that nobody has filed a complaint to the league office. Uh, I mean, it's completely nuts. And I believe is our friend uh, Chris Brown from the Bills who told us there's a rule that if the Dolphins don't use their fans on the sideline, the other teams can't or something like that. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's completely crazy.
2: Yeah. Um, and- I'm laughing because I I find it I find it really truly hilarious. It's it literally when you're at the stadium and it's it's 1:45 and the game is playing, you could look at the stadium, I think I'm taking a picture and the dolphin sideline is completely shaded and then the opponent is is roasting in the sun.
1: Yes. Yep. no, and, it, it's really nuts. Um and I, and I might make that 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 point that that game against denver in 2023 maybe it doesn't get completely out of control if it's a december game or something where it's not completely i think part of it is the dolphins were operating i mean a full efficiency that day they were brilliant denver had issues on defense and i think there came a point in the second half that a they were demoralized and b they were like sucking wind bad yeah. um uh, so that combination so anyway this is great for the dolphins uh they're always going to have. To me, that's the biggest f- home field advantage in the NFL. All right. Often okay. home games in September in the What's day. Your final two. Okay, my final two. I'm going to go with Mike McDaniel. Um, he's just fun. He's just a fun coach. I mean, he is okay. so typically not like cookie cutter in terms of NFL head coaches. Um, and I love his aggressiveness. Uh, I I don't like dealing with coaches who are like. Oh, it's fourth and one. We got a punt. Um, it's gotta be within reason, <clears throat> Dan Campbell in the playoffs. But I love the fact that he's completely always aggressive and he's gonna go for it. Is he perfect as a head coach? No, nobody's perfect.
2: Um, but, but, uh, as, um sidebar. Would you if you were the 49ers, would you have gone for it on fourth down in in regulation and overtime?
1: Great question. <sighs> That's a great question. I think there's absolutely some merit to that because you're going against the GOAT over there. Um, then again, if you – you know what? I think I would have been inclined to because if you don't get it, you got them pinned back to the nine. Even though chances are – If that was in play. regulation,
2: what about oh, – oh, you would have done it
1: – Over time. In regulation, you had no choice. At that point, I think you need to kick the field goal.
2: Um, but then all they needed was a field goal if you had them pinned it at the nine.
1: No, correct. It's it's a bad situation either way because you kicked a field goal, you lose. You lose by giving up a touchdown, and the ironic part is, and it's got nothing to do with the conversation we're having, is that Joey Bosa, who the I'm sorry, Nick Bosa, who the entire game was brilliant at at rushing but keeping Mahomes inside him on that fourth and one, which basically was was a fake handoff and Patrick Mahomes, Bosa just dove inside. If he just if he maintains his like you know like his his lane and his assignment to, to stay outside. He's right in front of Mahomes, where maybe he has to throw it over the top to to Kelsey, or maybe he doesn't have time to do that. Anyway, um, sorry, but that no, that's a, that's a that's a great point. But it's also why I would never go first. I would never want Mike McDaniel to go first in overtime. Let let me let me figure out what I need to do, and then again, if it's a touchdown, and you match it with a touchdown. Then the Dolphins would have the decision: going for two for the win, end the game right now, or trust your defense to stop them, even though they didn't stop them the first drive of overtime. So that's a different conversation, and our good buddy Adam Beasley is completely disagreeing with me. And maybe we will we'll do this when we have him on. So anyway, and then my last one, and this is weird because it goes against what I've been preaching in terms of why the dolphins can't, can't go as far into the playoffs as normally what you got to love about the dolphins. It's a track meet. There's just a fun team to watch. I mean, and I don't know if that was, it's at the top, but it's up there. It's a fun team to watch. I mean, it's a track meet. There's no team in, in the NFL. That's anywhere near that fast. I don't know that there's ever been a team in the NFL history that's ever been that fast on offense. And when it's working, damn, it's fun to watch. Um, Okay, so it's kind of one of those where it's bittersweet because that style, I'm not sure, really works in the playoffs. But when it works, that was fun to watch.
2: All right, well, uh, that's an excellent list, and uh, hopefully, you in the comments would share your five reasons that you love the Miami Dolphins or or believe that they have a great future. On that note, we're out tomorrow. Epic podcast when haters unite.
1: No, it's going to be like, no, it's all love. Omar, what did we say? There's room for all types of opinions.
2: There's room for all types of opinions, and we will have some opinions on tomorrow's podcast. Yep. On that note, we we're were we out, and we'll see you later. Visit alldolphins.com for the latest news, analysis, and columns, and it's all free. You can find Omar Kelly and Alan Poupard on the All Dolphins podcast, discussing South Florida's NFL team on YouTube and anywhere you find your audio podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share so you stay in the know.
3: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator